0: When the aliens sent to take over Professor Andrew Martin's life first came to Earth, this was his assessment of humanity. The humans are an arrogant species, defined by violence and greed. They have taken their home planet, the only one they currently have access to, and placed it on the road to destruction. They have created a world of divisions and categories and have continually failed to see the similarities between themselves. They have developed technology at a rate too fast for human psychology to keep up with, and yet they still pursue advancement for advancement's sake, and for the pursuit of the money and fame they all crave so much. Now that's not exactly a five-star review, but interestingly enough, after he'd spent a considerable amount of time here, and after rubbing against things like love and loss and poetry and music, His assessment changed. He later wrote, I would sit on the beach as waves crashed and retreated over sparkling sand like lost dreams. All those oblivious molecules joining together, creating something of improbable wonder. Often, such sights were blurred by tears. I felt the beautiful melancholy of being human captured perfectly in the setting of the sun, because as with a sunset, to be human was to be in between things, a day bursting with desperate color as it headed irreversibly toward night. The situation we find ourselves in these days brings me back to my favorite novel, and this time I'm looking at it from an almost alien perspective. What if I told you that your life right now is worth noticing? This is The Attention Collection. I'm Anthony Garcia. It's hard for me to put into words how much I enjoy The Humans by Matt Haig. At first, when you get into it, It's just about an alien coming to Earth to stop monumental human progress because this alien race knows something about us. We are emotionally, psychologically, and morally incapable of handling such advancement. But when you dig into the pages, you realize it's actually a love letter to the quirky, contradictory, and beautiful mess that is humanity. In a way, you get to look at yourself with fresh eyes. And I won't go into the full plot, but it asks the question, what would it take for an omniscient, immortal being to find beauty in clumsy humanity? It's funny, it's sad, it breaks your heart and puts it back together more than once. And the reader gets to see this human experience from an otherworldly perspective which is fascinating because it highlights the ridiculousness of everyday life. The stuff we cling to and the things that we push away. It shows the folly in taking oneself too seriously, and it shines light on the ordinary miracles we take for granted every single day. The book is worth the read just for the beauty of the writing, but the character is what keeps you there. Because throughout the book, there are these cutting observations, like this one. Let's not forget the things they do to make themselves happy that actually make them miserable. This is an infinite list. It includes shopping, watching TV, taking the better job, getting the bigger house, writing a semi-autobiographical novel, educating their young, making their skin look mildly less old, and harboring a vague desire to believe there might be a meaning to it all. (laughs) It stings because it's true on some level, right? But then there are just the funny observations like this one. I realized that if getting drunk was how people forgot they were mortal, then hangovers were how they remembered. What an interesting exploration. If an alien were to secretly walk among us taking notes, What would the assessment be? And what would it feel like to integrate into such a strange existence? So I'll tell you why I've been revisiting this book lately. I think we're all getting a taste of that alien experience right now. Think about the uncertainty of this pandemic. The world we knew is no more. It's gone. We're standing naked on foreign ground holding more questions than answers. Even our neighbors have taken on strange new forms. For instance, my family's been taking a lot of walks lately. We're doing our best to enjoy nature and maintain sanity, but we're also trying to keep everyone safe. So that means distance. In the last few times we've been out on a walk we've encountered several other people trying to navigate the same landscape. Except, now my six-year-old son asks if we should cross the street to avoid people. Because, in his mind, they could be harboring a threat. Or we could be harboring the threat. Just over a month ago, this wouldn't even have crossed his mind. But we're on a different planet now. The rules have changed. The air is different. And so we're all tasked with navigating life from a different perspective. We are forced to acknowledge that there is fear and mystery in the air. But like the main character in Matt Haig's story, we're also discovering beauty spilling through the cracks. Yes, we see the frenzied masses lining up around the block, to spill into Costco and raid it for toilet tissue and organic tomato sauce. We get it. We see the fear. We see the selfishness. But we also see neighbors waving at each other, perhaps for the first time. We see strangers put their own safety at risk for the sake of others. We're rediscovering poetry and music and hand-me-down recipes. We are marveling, at least I am, at sunsets and fresh air and even birdsong. Little thing that we probably haven't gone into yet. I'm not a big fan of birds, and yet I'm loving the sound of their chirping. It's a strange and scary and beautiful world. So in this book, The Humans, Near the End, written from the extraterrestrial turned human professor to his host body's son. Yes, it's a little complicated, but he's grown to love this young human very deeply. And the list is great. That's worth the price of the book itself, but I think you should take the whole thing in, honestly. And let's be honest, you probably have a little bit more time now to do that. But I just want to share some of the items from this list, because I think it captures beautifully the essence of human existence. Shame is a shackle. Free yourself. Don't worry about your abilities. You have the ability to love. That is enough. Be nice to other people. At the universal level, they are you. Technology won't save humankind. Humans will. Be curious. Question everything. A present fact is just a future fiction. Sometimes to be yourself, you will have to forget yourself and become something else. Your character is not a fixed thing. You will sometimes have to move to keep up with it. You shouldn't have been born. Your existence is as close to impossible as can be. To dismiss the impossible is to dismiss yourself. Tragedy is just comedy that hasn't come to fruition. One day we will laugh at this. We will laugh at everything. Think about that just right now in this context. Wear clothes by all means, but remember they are clothes. One life-form's gold is another life-form's tin can. New technology on Earth just means something you will laugh at in five years. Value the stuff you won't laugh at in five years, like love, or a good poem, or a song, or the sky. If there is a sunset, stop and look at it. Knowledge is finite. Wonder is infinite. Don't aim for perfection. Evolution and life only happen through mistakes. Don't be afraid of telling someone you love them. There are things wrong with your world, but an excess of love is not one. You are human. You will care about money, but realize it can't make you happy because happiness is not for sale. War is the answer to the wrong question. When you watch the news and see members of your species in turmoil, do not think there is nothing you can do. But no, it is not done by watching news. You can't find happiness looking for the meaning of life. Meaning is only the third most important thing. It comes after loving and being. What's so moving about this section in the book is that you realize it's written from the perspective of a being that came first to humanity with a jaded, distant, negative view of people. And then over time, getting in with humanity came to love, came to see the beauty of the contradiction, of the messiness of it all, and came to understand fundamentally what humanity is all about, and that love spills out. And so here's an alien describing to a human what it means to be human, and that's kind of where we are. We're rediscovering humanity. We're rediscovering this planet. And we can look at it with these fresh eyes and we can, in this moment, be changed. Just consider this. We are all aliens of a sort on this strange new planet. And if we're observant enough, if we pay attention, we might just rediscover the wonder of being. Yes, life is messy, but it's worth living. And as always, friends, if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, connect with us on Facebook and on Instagram. In this time of social distancing, we're really trying to figure out a way to bring people together. And we've got some new ideas in the works. So join us there. Until next time.